Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Hey, DB. Dom, how are you going? I'm doing fantastically well. It's great, uh, great afternoon in Sydney. Summer's arrived, so it's pretty cool. It's been pretty hot recently, actually. It has, yeah, but it's, uh, what is it today? It's Tuesday, I think, isn't it? So it's a wonderful Tuesday. Fantastic. Hey, I've had a bunch of questions actually coming from different people, but all kind of around the same topic, which is basically when they're talking about culture or even individual thinking, frankly, is the sort of, well, in this industry, we need to be that way kind of idea. So I've seen it with things like in the, the like it, with dentists, it's like, well, we, we have to have conventional dentists, right? Because otherwise you don't want them being too creative and out there. That could be a problem. They have to follow rules and procedures and so on. You know, other ones that come to mind are, are universities and so on with academics. It's often, you know, like, oh, well, in the university system, we have to be oppositional because it's all about, you know, disproving ideas and so on. So what's your thought on that? Is it, are there certain types of cultures for certain industries? What are you thinking? Yeah, great question. No. <laughs> Done. <laughs> we can we can finish it in world record time. Uh, the uh, the short answer is no. It's interesting, and let me approach from two different angles. And I'll talk broadly for both individual and organisationally. If I ask individuals to describe their ideal or their aspirational leader, mm. or if I ask individuals to describe their ideal or aspirational culture, Mm. it comes out constructive. Mm. So, and the message here I want to give is it's more constructive than defensive. Yes. So the constructive styles are all up over the 50th percentile and defensive styles are all under the 50th percentile. Is there a little bit of nuance and variance and what I personally bring in as an individual to when I complete that diagnostic measure for the aspirational leader or organizational culture? Mm. Absolutely. Right. right, but at a at a macro level, the aspirational is constructive, and we see that in our. We used to, and we still have some ideal industry profiles for different industry sectors in Australia and New Zealand. And we look at government, local government, state government, federal government. We look at manufacturing. We look at mining. We look at universities. We look at the hospital health sectors, education sector, the aspirational. Culture is always high constructive. Yes. With a little bit of color elsewhere. There's a little bit. There's just a kind of flavoring rather than the theme. So what I say to people is aspirationally, they all want to live in constructive, Mm. but every now and again, they go camping in defensive. Mm. All right. So, and if you've got a profile that's more constructive than not, actually, you're doing better than average. Not that this is right or wrong. So, and I see that. For, I'm fortunate enough, I've done it a couple of times in Asia and elsewhere in the world, is it, you see similar patterns. Mm. So that aspirational or the ideal individual culture is going to be more constructive than not. Mm. And I remember I was up in uh, Vietnam at the time and I was working with a global organization and a gentleman from Thailand, Chayat, I'm sure he's not listening to the podcast. He might do. Of course he is, David. <laughs> uh, it's not in Thai though. Um, <laughs> That's true. The, not yet. 
the uh, he said to me, he goes, David. And I said, yes, Chayat. He goes, so it doesn't matter if I was born in Germany, mm. India, mm. the Middle East, the US, South America, Africa, or here in Asia. Because these are where the different people are this from. Is, this is where they all come from. Yeah, right. He goes, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, what we all want is that constructive, high blue mm. stuff. Mm. And I went, Chayat, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, beautiful. A hundred percent. And he went, wow. And then he said, so what's our actual look like? <laughs> Which was the quick follow-up. So the desire, the motivation, if you went to the average person, what would bring the best out of them? It's going to be those constructive styles. So regardless of organizational sector, regardless of leader level, what we see when we do those aspirational ideal exercises is that high constructive. Mm. Interesting, another individual example I worked with a client and I did it just like that. And uh, in fact, we did ideal, non-ideal. And it was quite funny and humorous, so I did humor them. I said, but that's not like it for this organization. That's the aspirational leader and you set us up. Because I went, okay. So, and I won't mention their name because they're a large Australian entity. They said, it's different in here. I said, really? So the next time we met, I said, okay, Let's do the aspirational leader in your organization. Mm. And lo and behold, he come out more constructive than their aspirational <laughs> leader a month earlier. And they went, oh, so we can't use that as an argument, can we? <laughs> Damn it. So the aspirational, the high constructive is the way to go. So, yeah. And it's funny because you mentioned the books earlier. We used to publish these books every year that had the industry average and the ideal for different industries. And part of the reason we stopped printing it is because it was kind of boring because it would basically be the same every page. <laughs> Correct. It was like, okay, so it's high constructive. Like or as one after of the first five pages, like, okay, I think I, I get it now. As one of the clients I work with, and um, it was on our conference a couple of years ago, they talked about ocean blue. Mm. And they are, the aspirational's ocean blue. Mm. So that'd be part A of my answer. I think part B would be, and remembering the questions, are, but we need to be. Mm. So, well, let's have a look at some cold, hard data. And what I'd say from my experience is that I see more variation in sector than across sector. Mm. What do you mean by that? So I will see the most constructive and the least constructive within that sector. Right. So it's not that yeah. telecommunications is really constructive and whatever. Bank, banks, Bank, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> banks are not constructive uh, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dom, that was leading the witness. But case in point, actually. That's a good case in point. Banks, there will be super constructive ones there are, too. There are. Super constructive parts of banks and so on. Correct. Correct. And um, uh, we're not here to talk about the poor financial sector. I think they're hoping 2019 rolls around fast. There is organizations that within that sector who are more constructive than the average. Yes. There are some that are less constructive than the average mm. and probably making some headline news. Yes. And if you asked, if you tracked performance of those organizations, and this is where I think the, the key is, if you looked at the performance of the more constructive versus less constructive, mm. the more constructive are going to be yielding better, more sustainable results over time. Mm. And we see that and we see it in the construction sector, organizations that operate more constructively are yielding better results in terms of safety, profitability, customer satisfaction, staff turnover versus organizations that are more defensive. Mm. 
And that's an interesting one because the building industry is another one of those industries where people would probably say you've got to behave in the aggressive way. Correct. Right? That yep. would be the kind of go-to. People are like, oh, yeah, well, you got to like get it done and, you know, stuff the relationship stuff yeah, <laughs> or whatever. And, and but it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And you often... It's not true. It's not true in building. It's not true in finance. It's not true in sporting teams. Mm. And often you see that if it's more defensive than not. Is this how you'd like to be at home? No. Is this mm. how you'd like to be at your local football club? Is this how you... No. So mm. why do you like it here? So I think what I would say is that it has to be that way around here. We have to be that aggressive defensive. My first challenge would be why. And if you look at the aspirational... There's a disconnect between your actual and your aspirational. Mm. And are you happy with that? Now, this comes to the motivation for change. If they go, yeah, but I'm living here and I'm having the great old time, they're probably not going to be ready for change anyway. Right. Yeah. So then you look at the actual within sector and say, well, you're, or your actual data, you're not performing. Something's not right. Profitability, customer satisfaction. Do you want it to be better? There's that felt need to take action. Mm. And so one of the first things we do with cultural work is understand why. So why would you need, what's the advantage of being different? Why would I be different? And if they're still, their motivation's not there to change, I'd often say to people, well, maybe pick another client mm. because yeah, for real. if that's where they want to be, it's going to be hard yards. And we know there's more variability in sector than across sectors. So you can see it in sporting teams, Sporting teams that sustain and are regularly performing well are more constructive. Yeah. Sporting teams that have good seasons, bad seasons, good seasons, bad seasons are going to be more aggressive. Mm. The other part of your question was around the dentist. Yes. And I, hang on, we, we need to be conventional and yes. probably perfectionistic in the medical sector. Well, yeah, because they were kind of like, well, they have to follow standard procedures. Yeah. You know, you don't want them not following the rules and following evidence-based Medicine or something like that. Yeah, and I think the answer to that question is yes. Like if I'm going to go have some uh, <laughs> dental work or surgery, I want it to be done well and know that I'm going to be okay. Not too uh, much artistic flair. Yeah. So it's how the rules are. So what I would talk about yeah, here right. is it's the how. And the why. Yeah. But what we do know, if someone just lives by rules, lives by procedures, they're going to be change adverse. All right. And we know the world's changing. So how do they learn and be creative? Mm. So to your point of educating the why, how do you get people to understand the why, which is coming more from be curious, be self-actualized, mm. ask questions. Well, it's an you achievement need. kind of thing, yeah. right, as well as self-actualizing. Well, you're bouncing up there right now. You're getting mm. up to those constructive styles and to do it to make the difference, mm. to do it to learn rather than just I'm doing it to, to be better, do it. not to follow the rule. Yes. And because the other challenging thing about conventional, so I remember I was, I was asked that question, debriefing some results for a dentist part of the organization. And they were like, well, you know, we, we don't want that. But one part people forget about something like conventional is that I don't question the rules even when I know they're wrong. Yes. Right? Is You don't want that. So it's like a dentist is going to do something that they know isn't the best thing to do, but they're just going to do it because they're told to follow the rules. There's That's a- not ideal. Yeah, there's an old, and I don't know if this is a wives tale or a true story around an aeroplane that crashed because the co-pilot saw the wings were frozen and didn't want to challenge the pilot. Mm. Yeah, well, that has happened. So a bunch, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the conventional said, don't challenge the pilot. The pilot's in charge. Mm. But if the wings are frozen, I'm going to crash. I'd probably like the co-pilot to challenge the pilot. <laughs> in probably. the dental surgery, if well, the dentist is putting the, I'm allergic to drug A and they're giving me drug A and the nurse sees that I'm about, I'm allergic and he's about to give me drug A or she is, hopefully uh, the nurse says, stop, <laughs> don't give that drug and challenges. Yes. So it's understanding what the styles are about. Yeah, and that's it. And maybe it's taking the time to explain that. But And look, I think some of it as well is like, yeah, having some rules is fine, right? Of course, we need some rules. We need some processes and procedures and whatnot. It's when you like, you're bound to them. You can't possibly go independent of them. That's when you have a problem. Yeah, and the thing I'd, at an individual level and organizationally, the thing I would say for individuals is, what's the advantage, what's the benefit you're getting from those defensive styles? Mm. And I've said a couple of times on these podcasts, it's not about right or wrong or good or bad. Mm. What's the benefit you're getting from those styles? But what's the implication and the cost of them as well. Mm. And then how do you get that from another lens? Mm. How do you get what you require from the constructive styles? Mm. And what's going to make you better? Because if you operate in those defensive styles, there is an implication of a cost. Mm. The aggressive styles are going to burn people out. Mm. People are not going to be involved. They won't be open to you. They won't share things with you. Mm. The passive styles, people are just going to sit back and wait for direction. They're not going to be inspired. Mm. And, gonna... that, and that works when everything's plain sailing, but when something changes, you're in trouble. Uh, even when it's plain sailing, I'd say it doesn't really work yeah. if I'm living in that world of passive. Yeah. If I'm living in that world of passive, it's like, how long will I, am I going to be truly motivated, truly be my best? Probably not. Mm. Yeah. And so we focus, and I, I personally focus, even for my own individual growth and development, how do I grow those constructive styles? Mm. How do I live those aspirations that we try to be? Yeah. We all slip. And you know, the other thing I'd just add with the different industry thing and so on is what a style looks like specifically in an industry may be different, right? So, you know, so I often think about risk or something, you know, taking calculated risks is part of achievement style. And what that looks like for a local city council may be quite different from an investment banker or from something else. Because they're just dealing in different contexts. Yeah, it's a different frame. It's a different frame. But the behavior is still consistent. So it's about not taking wild and reckless risks, which, you know, could be, I don't know. <laughs> but they could be quite different, you know, levels of things between those different uh, industries. But the yeah. behavior and the thought pattern is consistent around don't be wild and reckless, don't completely avoid risk, take well-calculated ones. Plan. Plan. Yeah, and have a plan. I think that's, it would appear, could it would and could appear very differently. Mm. The key challenge is to live the culture you want, live the behaviours you aspire to be, rather than let those security drivers take over. That's true, and maybe a, a note to end it on is just there's there could be like people have a view about the established culture in a certain industry or whatever. The question is, what culture do you actually want? Right, and don't be bound by whatever thought you have of how things are supposed to be. But how can we make them? How how might we <laughs> do yeah, it? Yeah, exactly right. And we went to that poor that poor financial sector, and one last little one, last, dig before. <laughs> one last opportunity for those uh, is that if 
we ran the aspirational and took random executives from all the financial institutions, mm. it would come out constructive. Mm. That's what they aspire to be. Mm. So the challenge for them and the challenge for all organizations is how do you live those aspirations? Mm. And to do that, you need to understand where you are, both individually and collectively, and then to do something about it and focus on growing the constructives. Mm. If you grow the constructives, the defensives will look after themselves. Beautiful. I love it. So I hope that answers the question because I have had that from a bunch of different people and there's probably a whole lot of listeners with that same question that they haven't run into us with. But we hope that clears it up that there's no kind of specific industry culture or anything like that. We see as much variation within an industry as we do across industries. So really it's about seeing, putting a line in the sand of what's the culture you want to have and working towards that. Well said. Fantastic. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here again. Yeah, thanks, Stevie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. Thanks for being part of our amazing community. We can only do it together with yourself. So long for now.